Welcome to the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Meet him, greet him, treat him, and street him. Today's date is June 6th, 2023, and I'm your skeptical host, Ken Milne. The title of today's podcast is, I Wish That I Had Jesse's Book. <laughs> oh, And our guest skeptic is Dr. Jesse Pines. He is the Chief of Clinical Innovations at U.S. Acute Care Solution and Clinical Professor at George Washington University and Professor of Emergency Medicine at Drexel's University. In his role, he focuses on developing and implementing new care models, including telemedicine, alternative payment models, and clinical programs involving new technology. Great to be doing an SGM Extra with you, Jesse. Thanks for having me back, Ken. Well, it sounds like you could have predicted the theme music for this episode. Has that song haunted you through uh, since 1980? Uh, it It has. It has. I, I remember the. I think the first time I uh, listened to it, I was about eight years old, and uh, I didn't like it then, and I actually do like it now. Oh, you were only eight years old. Yeah, so I think I was listening to it when I was 18 years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've been on the SGM before. You did a couple of episodes with me talking about advanced practice providers. We did SGM 308, ta- taking care of patients every day with physician assistants and nurse practitioners, and then came back shortly thereafter doing SGM 316. What a difference an APP makes. So any updates that you want to give us on staffing issues in the U.S. today? Well, the big news uh, that probably a lot of people already know about is there are not enough emergency physicians to staff our our departments. Um, So there are major staffing issues that we really didn't see before the pandemic. So I'm sure you're still digging into the data and trying to find out how best to provide care to patients, both safely and effectively. We are. Absolutely. Well, we're not here today to talk about staffing ratios. Don't want to get into that hot button issue. But rather, you have a new book you and your colleagues recently published. And for full disclosure, my BFF, Chris Carpenter, is a co-author on the book. And you asked me to write the intro for the book. So what's the new book? Uh, Well, first, thank you very much for writing the intro. The new book is titled Evidence-Based Emergency Care, Diagnostic Testing and Clinical Decision Rules, um, the third edition. Oh, third edition. So um, that must mean there's a second edition and a first edition. So why did you get interested in writing the first edition in the first place? My initial interest in this was uh, just a, a general general interest in the science of diagnostic testing, as as well as uh, just a realization that a lot of what we do in emergency medicine is about diagnosis. And, and at the time, there really were no titles out there on the market that really captured all the science in one place. So I, I thought this was back in 2008 with my first author, uh, my other author on the book, um, Dr. Worth Everett. Uh, so we wrote, wrote the first edition of the book at that time. Ooh, I, I think we better give out a shout out to the other authors of the third edition. So we know that uh, the biggest brain in the room, Chris Carpenter, is on the book. You're on the book. Who's on the third edition? Third edition also includes uh, Dr. Fernanda Bellolio, as well as uh, Dr. Ali Raja. So 
she's out of the Mayo, right? She's out of the Mayo Clinic. That's right. And where's Ali out of? Ali works at Mass General Hospital, Harvard. Oh, oh, he's at Harvard. Yes, all right. Well, I have one of those highly valuable first editions. I actually think I have a second edition too, but I know where the first edition was because it's, I mean, it's hermetically sealed. It has been opened. It has been opened uh, because I use it. Uh, but understanding diagnostic testing is just so important in our clinical practice of emergency medicine. There can be so many biases that can creep in and impact our diagnostic accuracy. And we're really becoming diagnosticians in emergency medicine. We work up people quickly and efficiently. And one of the classic papers on diagnostic uncertainty is called Understanding the Direction of Bias in Studies of Diagnostic Test Accuracy. And that was that was 10 years ago in academic emergency medicine. Jesse, I love this publication for a few reasons. First, it helps me understand how to interpret tests. Chris Carpenter, he's one of the authors, but okay, the real reason is because the lead author is called Yeah, and I know he spells his name differently than Khan Noonien Singh. Um, You must be familiar with this publication. I am very familiar with this publication. Yeah. Oh, I just love bringing it up. Anyways, another important aspect of modern emergency medicine practice is understanding clinical decision. (coughs) Sorry, I'm choking. Rules. Now, I don't like to refer to them as rules, but rather tools, clinical decision instruments. Calling them rules, Jesse, it's, it's just like tempting me. It's come on, Ken. Come on, break a rule. Come on. We want you to break the rules. Naming these as instruments is a debate that I've had with a doc who rules them all and is a legend of emergency medicine, Dr. Ian Steele. He has created more of these rules than I think any other person in medicine. Do you have an opinion, Jesse, on what we should call these? So for the title of the book, we called it Clinical Decision Rules, but I do agree with you that these are really tools that uh, can be utilized uh, in the right circumstances in the emergency department. A rule, like you said, suggests that they should be used all the time, uh, and and that's really just not the case. I mean, really, these are uh, tools that are meant to, um, to provide guidance for physicians as well as patients in terms of what the best approaches to care are based on the best evidence. Oh, I like what you said there. Based on the best evidence, yes. Now, I've covered many of Ian and his team's tools out of Ottawa. In fact, in the first season of the SGM, I think we covered the Ottawa knee and Ottawa ankle rules, but we've also covered the Canadian CT head rules, the subarachnoid hemorrhage rules. Uh, do you have a favorite one and, and do you use them often? Uh, personally, I, I do use them often. The ones I use probably most frequently are the are the CT rules, particularly the the CT head rule, um, the Canadian uh, uh, C spine rule. The, the, those are probably the most common indications. Uh, you know, when it comes to the ankle and knee rules, it, you know, it, it, because emergency departments are so crowded these days, often those tests get ordered at triage, unfortunately. So we, you know, may not have the chance to intervene and, you know, avoid those tests when uh, clinically indicated by the rule. Well, recently I have a friend, uh, Dr. Justin Morgenstern, who 
stirred the pot up a bit uh, with uh, Dr. Ian Steele when he had a recent uh, presentation about clinical decision rules. And I think the title was, Are They Ruining Medicine? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Anyways, um, back to your book. So uh, what can clinicians find in this evidence-based emergency care diagnostic testing and clinical decision rules book? So the last edition we published was back in 2013, and our goal of, of this updated uh, version was to really sort of uh, look at some of the new literature on diagnostic testing um, and, and, and how you know, some of the new literature on clinical decision rules. And it's, it's amazing how much new literature uh, has been published in the last 10 years on this. And the, the purpose of the book was to really sort of bring that all together uh, and, and really create actionable tools and answer questions that are, clinic, that, are, that are really important for bedside emergency medicine. Okay, besides just updating and incorporating some of the new publications on the same topics, are there any additional chapters, new information that you have in this third edition? So there are a number of new chapters, just to highlight a few. Uh, we have a, a, a new chapter on COVID, which obviously in 2013 was was not around. So we, we go deep into the diagnostic testing and, and what emergency clinicians should know about uh, COVID diagnosis. We also have a, a new diagnosis on telemedicine, uh, which has also emerged uh, since the COVID-19 pandemic and, and really provides an overview of some of the uh, benefits as well as limitations of using telemedicine for acute and emergency care. So I think my favorite new chapter is the one on shared decision-making. I really have sort of embraced that and, and, incorporated it into my practice more and more. So I think that was my favorite new chapter. So do you have a target audience? Who do you think should be reading this book besides everybody, of course? First, uh, Ken, I'd, I'd like to ask you, you know, if your mom has a book club, please suggest this to your mom. My wife does. She goes out on Tuesday nights and has a book club. So, you know, it'll be a top of the list for suggesting. Perfect. Well, aside from your wife's book club, uh, it's perfect for emergency medicine physicians, nurses, other allied health professionals, uh, you know, folks who, who really work in acute uh, care spaces, uh, emergency departments, urgent care centers. Uh, the ideal place for this book, I, I think, is uh, in, in your library, uh, in your own personal library, uh, on your computer, uh, and also would suggest that uh, any librarians out there get this for medical libraries so folks can, can take it out uh, and use it on shift to, to really teach residents and students. So Jesse, is there anything else you want to say about this third edition before we start wrapping up? Uh, no, just you know, thank thank you for you know spending the time today to you know take take a look at this and really put a, put a focus on uh, the new book. Um, you know, we're very excited to get this new information out there. Um, this was uh, truly a, a collaborative process with uh, myself. Uh, my three other co-editors, and also wanted to thank uh, all the chapter authors. There were a number of uh, chapter authors and new chapter authors that, 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 that participated in the book. 
Well, I do know that these types of books take a lot of time and effort. So congratulations. I mean, you you haven't done it once. You haven't done it twice. You've done it three times. So you're working on the fourth edition already? In fact, we are already starting to think about the fourth edition. So it took 10 years between the second edition and the third edition. We're thinking about uh, five years between the third edition and the fourth edition. And really what we want to do for the fourth edition uh, is to integrate more clinical protocols and tools to, you know, so we, in the, in the third edition of the book, we, we try to focus on answering some clinical questions, but really having more uh, protocols and, you know, algorithms that uh, emergency physicians can use. So for those interested in ordering a copy of the third edition, where can they pick one up? Where can they order one online? How, how do they get a hold of one of these third editions? So there are uh, you know, a lot of bookstores carry it. Probably the easiest way to get it is, is through Amazon. Uh, you can also go directly to the Wiley website um, and, and order a copy there. Well, we've uh, done a few books now on the SGEM. We've done a book with Tim Caulfield, who is an outstanding science communicator. And we've done a book with Steve Novella from The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Wonder where I got my podcast name. And we've also done a book with my uber nerdy friend, Dr. Brian Goldman, when he did his book on the power of kindness. So, hey, we're just we're just adding this to our library. Thanks, Jesse, for coming on and doing an SGM Extra. Thanks, Ken, for having me on SGEM today. Well, the SGEM will be back next episode doing a structured critical appraisal of a recent publication, trying to cut that knowledge translation window down from over 10 years to less than one year using the power of social media so patients get the best care based on the best evidence. Jesse, can you close the show with reading the SGEM tagline? Sure can. Remember to be skeptical of anything you learn, even if you heard it on the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Talk to everyone next week.